We start the Gemara on the bottom of the Avavamit Beis. We had over here a machlaikis between Rab Shem ben Gamliel and Rab Liazah ben Rab Yaisi. Rab Shem ben Gamliel says that the time to read Megillah when there's two Adars is in the second Adar. And Rab Liazah ben Rab Yaisi says the time to read the Megillah is the first Adar as well. You read it the first Adar, you don't have to read it over in the second Adar. So the Gemara brought before a source for their machlaikis that it's because it says Shona Shona and they argue it has to be like every year. But the question is, does it have to be like every year in the other that's near Shvat, or does it have to be like every year in the other near Nissan? Okay, now the Gemara brings another reason. So the Gemara, Rabbi Lozomar, time with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Reason for Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, when he says that you read the Megillah and the second other, it's from this Pasuk. And then the Pasuk adds Hashainis, the second letter. Why does it say Hashainis? To teach you that when you have a second Adar, you read it on the second Hashainis, on the second Adar. So now the Gemara says, so what that means is we have now two sources for the reason that we read the Megillah, the second Adar. This Pasuk here, Hashainis, and the Pasuk we brought before, which is Bechol Shana Vishana, that has to be like every year in the Adar that's near Nisan. So the Gemara explains, What? We'll see in a minute. We need this Pasuk of Hashanis telling me that it's the second Adar. And also, And we also need this Pasuk of Why? If I would just have the Pasuk of I would say like our question we had before, that maybe it has to be like every year in the Adar that's near Shvat. It's not this conclusive. And on the other hand, so that's why we have the second Pasuk of Hashanis that says that no, it has to be the second other. On the other hand, if we would only have the Pasuk Hashanis, so then I would say that you can read the Megillah in the first or in the second other. You can read in either one. So therefore, Kamash Malan, Bechol Shana Vishana, telling you that it has to be like every year, that you could only read it in one other, you don't read it in both others, and it has to be in the second other. So now the question is, How does he interpret this Hashanis that it says in the Pasuk here, if it doesn't refer to the second other? He says you read it in the first other. What happened? When the letters were sent out to establish Purim as a Yantif, and first the letters were sent out to the Yidin that lived only in Shushan, and they accepted it as a Yantif. And then if you look in the Megillah, in this Pasuk where it says, get us a Purim as they sent out letters a second time. And they sent it out to the Yidin in the entire world to accept upon themselves the Yantif. So it doesn't refer to the second month. It refers to a second letter that went out for all Yidin to accept it as a Yantif. Esther sent and requested by the Chachamim, Establish me for all generations. Now she says, she was asking that it should be a Yontif to read Megillah on it. Okay. Now that's one thing she asked for. So Shalchula, they sent back to her, Kina at meireres aleinu lebeinu umais. If you're going to read this story every year about what happened, that Yidin fought with the Gaim and the Gzeda and that they were victorious against them, so it's going to be meireres, jealousy or fighting, the Gaim is going to come and fight with Yidin. Shalchula hem, so Esther sent back to the Chachamim, no. I'm already written the story of the history of what happened there. It's written in the history books of Malkin Modei Paras. So the Gaim are well aware of this story. The fact that we're going to read it on Purim is not going to be Ma'ir Rakina. 
This is one thing she asked. That that's going to be ma'ir rakina. Okay. So the Gemara, another thing she asked was, and here the Gemara brings who said this, and Rav Rav, Rav Chanina, Rav Yechenen, Rav Chaviva. You have four Amiraim that said the following thing. Now the Gemara says, Masnu bekule seide moyed kol kihai zoge. Anytime you have these four Amiraim together mentioned in any place, seide moyed, so chilufi Rav Yechenen umaayl Rav Yenison. So some would take out Rav Yechenen, and instead put in Rabbi Yenison. Okay, but, so we have here these four Amiraim that said as follows. Sholcholem Esther Lechachamim, that Esther sent to the Chachamim and asked of them. Kisvuni Ledeiris, write me for all generations. What does this refer to? That she should be written to become part of Ksuvim, part of Tanakh. Not only to be read on Yontif and put in, but she should be written as part of Tanakh. Sholcholah, so the answer to back, no, we can't do this. We have to have a source to include your story in Ksuvim. What's the story of Purim? It's about Haman that made Xerah against Yidin. And who was Haman? A descendant of Amalek. Right? So basically she's asking that this whole story here about Amalek or a descendant of Amalek should be written in Tiksuvim. So the Gemara says, but it says, shlishim. It says in the Pasik that the Ebishter says, I wrote about the story of Amalek three times. What does this mean? Shlishim That it's only to be written three times and not four times. So therefore, since the story is already written three times before this, you have it in Beshalach, then you have it in Kiseitze, then you have it in Shmuel with the whole story of Agag. So it's already written three times. So we can't write it a fourth time. This is no, this is the story of Amalek. This is the story of Amalek. Until they found the following Pasuk in the Torah and they darshaned it, that it says, You should write the story of Amalek as a remembrance in the Sefer. So they darshaned it as follows. That you should write what's, what it says over here, the story that it says over here. What does it mean, that refers to Khan, what it says in Bishalach. And what it says in Mishnah Teireh and Parshish Kiseitzeh, that's all considered to be one time. Because they're both in Chumash, that goes into Ksav Zayis, one time. And then when it says Zikarain, should be remembered, that's Mashakasa ben Nevi'im. That refers to what was mentioned in, the, in Shmuel and Nevi'im. And then when it says Basefer, what is Basefer? Mashakasa ben Megillah. That is when it's written in the Megillah, so therefore they had a source that it could be written in the Megillah. So there's a sikha where the Rebbe talks about this Gemara. There's a, there's a few different sikhas where the Rebbe talks about this Gemara. I'll mention one in Chelek Tezayin, where the Rebbe there says that in our Gemara it says that it's Esther. Esther is the one that asked that it should be a yontif to read the Megillah and that it should be included in the Ksuvim. doesn't mention anything about Mardachai, but in Yerushalmi it says that Mardachai requested. And the Rebbe says, if you look there in Yerushalmi, it says, Mardachai did not request about reading the Megillah or about having the Megillah written in Ksuvim. Mardachai wanted it to be a Yantiv, it should be celebrated, Mishtiv Simcha, like every single Yantiv, but not reading the Megillah or writing it in Ksuvim. And the Rebbe says, the reason is because Mardachai and Esther, of course, played a big role in the whole nest of Purim, but each one in a different way. Mardachai was more the Ruchnius, and therefore he wanted it to be more of a Ruchnius, the Yantiv, like every Yantiv. Esther was more the Gashmi. She's the one that went to Hashveri. She's the one that made the party. She was more the, the Gashmi of the nest. And therefore, her request was not just a Ruchni Zigiyantav, but it should be written on a Sefer. It should be read. You should say it with your mouth. She should say the whole story. So each one had their part of what they wanted, how the Yantav should be celebrated according to the part that they participated in the miracle. It was Esther. 
Uh, that's Papayal, it's called Megillus Esther, because she's Taka the one that asked it to be written and to be read, not Mardachai. Yeah. So the Gemara. It's about including Megillus Esther in Ksuvim, that it should be part of Ksuvim. That's, that's what she was asking for. Yes, of course. Chamish, Chamish Megillus, part of Ksuvim, sure. It's part of Ksuvim. Now the Gemara brings a Machlaikis about this. Zakti Gemara Ketanoi. Whether it's part of Ksuvim or not, is Machlaikis Ketanoim. This Pasuk we just brought. There's two ways out to interpret it. Ksuvim Zais. So now the Tanakhama in this Braisa reads it as follows. Ksav Zais means Mashakosov Khan. That refers only to what's in Bishalach, not to what's in Kiseitse. That's one time. Zikarain, when it says in the Pasuk Zikarain, Mashakosov Bishnatayra. That refers to what there is in Mishnatayra in Parshish Kiseitse. And then when it says Basefer, Mashakosov Nevim, that refers to the story in Shmuel and Nevim. That's it. So you can't have Megillah be part of, of, of uh, Ksuvim. Divrei Rabbi Shua. That's the Rabbi Shua's opinion. So he argues with what we said before. Exactly like we dashed before. Ksav Zayis goes on both. Mashakosov Khan Ubi Mishnah Teire. They're both counted as one because they're both in Chumash. Zikara in Mashakosov Ben Neviim and Basefer Mashakosov Ben Megillah. That it is part of the Ksuvim. Amar Rav Yudah Mashmuel Esther Megillah Esther Eina Metames Ayedayim. If you touch it, it will not make your hands tummy. Why should it make your hands tummy? So Rashi here brings the the gzeira that Chachamim made in Masechta Shabbos. What happened was in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, Kainim would store their truma. They didn't want to store it together with all the food in the cabinet. They wanted it to be in a separate place. So they would store their truma together with svarim or together with scrolls that they had. Then what happened? Mice came and ate the food, and they would eat up the scrolls. So Chacham did not want them to store Trume near the Sfarim. So they made a Gzeda that if you touch Sfarim, your hands become a Sheni Lutume. So like this, no one will want to store Trume near Sfarim. That was the Gzeda Chacham made. But that's only for anything that's in the Tanakh. Scrolls that are part of Tayyidin, Nevi'im, Ruksuvim. So what Rav Yudah Mashmul is basically saying is, Megillus Esther is not part of Ksuvim, and therefore that Gzeda that your hands become Tome does not apply to Megillus Esther. So in fact, the Gemara, Lememre, shall we say, the Sava Shmuel, Esther, Lav, Beruach HaKadosh, Nemra. Does it mean that he's saying that the, the Megillus Esther was not said Beruach HaKadosh, and that's the reason why it has no, it's not included in Ksuvim, and that's why you don't become Tomei, but that can't be. Vahama Shmuel, but Shmuel said, and the Gemara is going to quote it soon here, Esther, Beruach HaKadosh, Nemra. Megillus Esther was written with Ruach HaKadosh. So the Gemara answers, Nemra, uh, Likrois, yes, it was said with Ruach HaKadosh for the purpose to read it to, on the Yontif of Purim to do the mitzvah of reading Megillah. But But according to Shmuel, it wasn't said to be written as part of Ksuvim. And therefore your hands don't become Tomei like all the other scrolls of Taylor Nevi'im and Ksuvim. So Meisvei, the Gemara asks on this, it says Nebraisa as follows. This other... There's other Sfarim that there's also a Machlaikis or Suffolk about them if they're part of Ksuvim or not. So Rabmeya written by Shloima Melech, also will not make ants tame, it's not part of Ksuvim. And then he said, Regarding Shira Shirim, there's a Machlaikis, and this is a Machlaikis between Bishame and Basilal, whether it's part of Ksuvim or not. Rabbi Yaisi said, Shira Shirim metames ayedayim. Shira Shirim for sure makes yan tome, it's for sure part of suvim. Umachleikis pa kehelis. Regarding kehelis, it's a machleikis if it's part of suvim or not. Rabbi Shimon said, kehelis, 
There's a machloikis about kehelas, whether it's part of the ksuvim or not. And this is a case where it's mikule beishamai. Beishamai is lenient about this. He says that it's not part of ksuvim, and chumre besil. And besil is stringent. He says it is. Avol then, Shimon finishes off and he says a point which seemingly nobody argues with him about this. Ros and Shirashirim and Esther metamenesayedayim. So maybe regarding Shirashirim we had a machlekis before, but then he says Ros and Esther, he says, are metamenesayedayim because they are part of Ksuvim. So the Gemara is bringing here that in this B'raicc it says clearly that Esther is part of Ksuvim. So how did Shmuel say that it's not? So the Gemara says, we have already the answer based on what we learned before. Huda Omar Shmuel holds Rabbi Yeshua. Like what we had already before. Rabbi Yeshua said that it's not part of Ksuvim. He dash in Ksoiv Zoizi Karim Basefer that Basefer goes on Shmuel and it can't be part of Ksuvim. Now the Gemara brought up the other things over here, Kehelas and so on. So the Gemara brings another Braisa about this. Tanya, Rabshem Bemenasio Imer, Kehelas, Ain Metam Sayyidayim. Kehelas is not Metamiyahant, it's not part of Ksuvim. Why not? What you have in Kehelas is, is the wisdom of Shleimah Melech. And that's it, it's his wisdom. It wasn't necessarily even said, Baruch HaKadish. It wasn't included in part of Ksuvim at all. Amruloi, so they said to Rabshem Bemenasio, Vichi Zubul Vadama. If this is, if he's saying this is just the wisdom of Shleim HaMelech, this is all the wisdom of Shleim HaMelech, there's another Pasuk that it says, that Shleim HaMelech spoke 3,000 parables. So he said much more than what we have in the Psukim of Kehelis. So what is he trying to say? He said, if it's just the Chachmeh, Shleim HaMelech's Chachmeh includes much more. These psukim of Kehelis that were specifically chosen of what he said, these psukim were said, Baruch HaKadosh, and they are part of Ksuvim. And, for Oymer, and I have another ayah for you that Kehelas is part of Ksuvim because in the end of Kehelas it says, Al Taisif Al Dvarov. Don't add to what it says. So, in other words, this is it. This, this is what is included in Ksuvim and don't add anything else. So, this is a ayah that it's part of Ksuvim. Huh? What? The Pasik of. Yeah, sorry. It's a Pasik of Mishle. Correct. In the end of Mishle. Okay. So now the Gemara explains why, is, uh, why are they bringing two rayas against Rabshim ben Menasye? My Vaime, why they're bringing a second raya? Because if you'll answer to the first raya, what was the first raya? That he spoke much more chachma. So you'll say, Meimar tu He said a lot more chachma. But the Ibai ichtiv, Ibai lo ichtiv. What he wanted, he wrote down as part of him, And what he wanted, he didn't write down. So just because he said much more, it's not a raya that. Uh, that it's going to be the part of what's here. He decided what he wants to write down and what he didn't want, he didn't write down. But not necessarily what he wrote is part of Toshima, that's why it brings a second raya, al Taisuf al Dvarov. It's saying that don't add because what's written is holy and is part of and whatever else of his chachmas do not add to it. Okay, so this is a machloik is regarding Sefer of Kehelis. Now going back to what was mentioned before, that Esther, Shmuel said that Esther was said Baruch HaKadosh. So Gemara here brings a bunch of different Tanoim that speak about this and bring a proof to the fact that Megillus Esther was said with Baruch HaKadosh. How do I know this? Because it says in the Megillah, Haman said in his heart. That's when Achashverosh was saying that who, that Levilu Vushmalchus and so on. And Haman says to himself, probably the king means me. So how, how does the Megillah know this? It must be that it was written Baruch Hakaidish. How do I know it was written Baruch Hakaidish? And Nehemat says, Vatihi Esther, Noisus Chaim, Be'enik Kolreya. She found grace in the eyes of all that saw her. How do we know that? 
must be Baruch HaKadosh. Mayday master Baruch HaKadosh Nam Roshanama by Yevoda Dovalum Mordechai. Mordechai found out about what Bixon and Seresh were planning. And how did he know that? Must be that he had Ruach HaKadosh. So the Mepharshim may point out to Turiyev and others that from this you don't really have a raya that the Megillah was written by Ruach HaKadosh, but you have a raya that Mardachai had Ruach HaKadosh. So it's not exactly the same like all the other rayas. Okay. Rabbi Yaisi ben Drumaskis Omar, Esther Baruch HaKadosh Nem Roshanemar, it says in the Megillah, after they were fighting over there with the Gaim and Shushan and all over the world, Ubabizel Esholches Yodam. The Yidin did not take anything of any of the spoils. How do we know this? That nowhere in the world they didn't take anything? So it must be Baruch HaKadosh. Omar Shmuel, so Shmuel said, and this is what we quoted before, that Shmuel said it was Baruch HaKadosh, that he avoy hasam. If I was there when they had, when these Tanoim had this discussion, I would have said a, a source for this that's stronger than all of their sources. And what is this? Shanema, the Postic says, Kimu Vekiblu. It says, what does Kimu Vekiblu mean? Kimu Lemailo. That the Ebishtah above confirmed Mashakivlu Lamata, what the Eden accepted below. How does the Megillah know what was happening Lamaila? So that's Baruch HaKadosh. Okay, so now Shmuel says that nobody could, my, my Raya is the best Raya. So Taisus over here says, well, there's a very big question on Shmuel's Raya. There's the famous Rosh on Kimu Vakilu that's brought always in the Maimonim of Chsidis. Kimu Mashakivlu Kfar. Kimu refers to what they fulfilled from Teira, and Kiblu means that they were Makabal again now by Purim. So, there, so it's a different Rosha. Nothing to do with Lamaila. Okay, that's a question of Taisus, huh? No, it's a drasha that the Gemara says in Shabbos. The Kibbalah Yehudim, the Chesidus brings that. But this, this is a drasha in the Gemara in Shabbos. Okay, so Taisus says that you can make both drashas. Taisus explains why you can make both drashas. So now the Gemara will explain that all the other sources besides Shmuel could be refuted, but not Shmuel's. All of them could be refuted. The less Lepercha, his can't be refuted. Why not? Rabbi so what did Rabbi say? That Haman was said in his heart. How do we know this? So the Gemara says, Svaruhu. It's, it's logical that he was thinking this way. There was nobody else that was as prominent to the king as him. And we see the way he was speaking. When the king says, what should I do for a person that I want his honor? And he comes, tells the king, and he's going on and on, do this for him. So you see how much he's speaking. So you understand that he meant to say, he was saying all of this honor and he had himself in mind. So it's obvious from what he said, what he was thinking. You don't have to read his mind. It's very obvious. Now, the Rabakive, what the Rabakive say that the, the, the Rai is from the fact that it says, um, what did Rabakive say? Nice uh, is right. She found grace in everyone's eyes. So the Gemara says, no, but it's also not a Rai. Dilme Kerabalazar. Rabalazar later in the Gemara will say, the Omar, Melamit, Shakalechot, Vechot, Nidmis Aloiku, Mosai. That's Esther. She, everybody from all different places. It, she appeared to them like she's part of their nation, like, like she looked like people from their country. So therefore, when you see someone that comes from your country, they find favor in your eyes. So that, that was something that then they knew, they saw that she found favor in everyone's eyes. So it's, everyone was able to see this. And also the raya that Rab Meir brought, that how did he know the plan of Bixen and Seresh? The Omar, he said, Bixen v'Seresh, shnei Tarsim hoyu. There were people from Tarsim and they spoke a certain language that no one else understood. But Mardukai, because he was part of the Sanhedrin, so he had to know 70 languages, so he knew what they were saying, and that's how he knew their plan. 
So maybe, how did, they, how did they know that nowhere in the world did the Yidin take anything from the spoils? Maybe there were agents or shluchim that Yidin that were all over sent to Mardukai and Esther to let them know that we didn't take anything. So that's how they knew. But the Shmuel, what Shmuel said, the Kim of the Kiblu, which goes on Lamaila, for that there's no refutation. So now, regarding this, or others at the back says, regarding this, people say, one good sharp pepper is better, and a full basket of melons. You have all these rayas that seem like very good rayas, but you have one sharp raya of Shmuel that's better than all these rayas. Gemara brings more rayas now. Rav Yosef Omar Mehocha. Rav Yosef says you can prove it from the following pasuk: Vimeya Purim Eila. The Megillah finishes off these days of Purim. They will not ever go away from the Yidden. So the Megillah is talking about the future. How do we know this? That also has to be Beruach Hakodesh. Rav Nachman Yitzchak Omar Mehocha. Rav Nachman Yitzchak says that the Megillah further says: V'zichrom Lo Yosef Mizaram, and the remembrance of this will never go away from their descendants. And that's the Rayek talking about the future that that, that was with Ruach Hakodesh. So this uh, Taisu says that the Rayek of Rav Nachman Yitzchak is even a stronger Rayek, because the previous pasuk you could say it refers to the Yidden of that generation. It doesn't say for, uh, later, but here it says like Zichrom Lo Yosef Mizaram, even from the descendants of future generations. So that's an even stronger Rayek. Right? So the Matanus Lav Yainim is given when you read the Megillah in the second other. When it says in the Megillah the mitzvah of Mishlayach Monois, so it says Monois plural, and then it says to your friend singular. So what do I learn out? Two portions of food to one person. And then it says Matanus Lav So what is this? So you have to give two matanais to two people, in other words, one to each avyon. Each avyon has to get one matana of money. Rabbi Yehuda Nesiye, he sent his Mishlech Manes to Rabbi Yishiyeh. What did he send him? Atma de Igla Tilsa, a piece of, of meat that came from a third calf, which is the best meat. That's one thing he sent him, and also the garba the chamra, and he also sent him wine, a, 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 a bottle of wine. So Shalach lei, so Rabbi Yishe sent back to him, kiyamtu banu rabbeinu, mishleich manes eshlereyeyo. My teacher, you've been mekayim in what it says, mishleich manes, that you sent uh, mishleich manes to me. You did a mitzvah. So now the Mepharshim asked on this Gemara, what's the Chiddush? I mean, of course, he sent him good meat and good wine. Of course he did a mitzvah. What's the Chiddush here? So the Prichadash says that the Chiddush is that you might think that maybe only food has to be two portions of food. Who says wine or any beverage would be good for the mitzvah? That was the Chiddush, that even wine is also good. That's the Prichadash's pshat. But there is another Gersa in this Gemara that what actually happened is he sent him, Mishlech Manes, something that was not very, very choshev. Uh, he sent him a very plain Mishlech Manes. And he was sort of offended that such a choshev person, Rabbi Yishe, is such a kind of Mishlech Manes. And then afterwards, he sent him again a very choshev piece of meat and good wine. And then he said, Oh, you were Mekayim Mishlech Manes, So you see from this Gemara, according to this Gersa, that you have to send Mishlech Manes according to the person that you're giving to. That's according to that Pshat in this Gemara. Okay, <clears throat> so Rashi uh, takes out what the, the next words that it says here in the Gemara. Umatanus lavyanim. Rashi is not gaitis. It's just mishleich manus. So the Gemara, Rabbe Shodalei Lemori Bar Mar. 
So Rabbe sent Shleich Manis to Mori Barmar, and he sent it with the Shleich. He sent it biyada bayit in the hands of a bayit. That's the meaning by Mishloach Manis, because it says in the Megillah Mishloach. So he sent it with a Shleich. So he sent it in the hands of a bayit. What did he send him? Mali Taske de Kashva, a a a, a, a sack full of ta- of dates. And also, and he also sent them a cupful of these roasted kernels of wheat that you can make very good flour of it. It becomes very sweet because it was roasted. That's what he sent them. So Abaye said to Rabbe about, this, about the quality of this Mishleich Manis that he sent to Mori Barmar, which was a Rosh Hashivor, he was a very chosh of a person. So hash to Oma Mori. So now Mori is going to answer you about this Mishleich Manis that you sent him. He's going to say it with the following Moshel. Malka. What happens if a farmer ter- turns into a king? Again, let me read that one more time, sorry. If a farmer will become a king, that basket that he carries around his neck when he usually has to carry around the food that he needs for the, for the cattle and when he's a farmer, he doesn't take it off his neck now that he turns into a king. What Abaye was telling Rabbi is, you're selling such a, not say, you're sending such a low, small quality Mishlaich Manas to such a chash of a person as if he's some kind of a farmer. He's not, now he's a Rosh Hashiv, he became a very chash of a person. You shouldn't send him just some dates and some, some kernels of wheat. It's not a chash of a Mishlaich Manas. Okay. What happened? So now the Mari Barmar sent back to Rabbi with Abaye. What did he send back? Male Taske de Zangvile. He sent him back a sack full of zangvil, which is ginger. Umalekasa de pulpalta, and also a cup full of, of uh, pulpalta rike, of uh, sharp peppers. Yeah, sharp stuff. Both the ginger is very sharp, and the pe- sharp pepper. Amar Abayis, and Abayis tells Mari Barmar about the Mishleich Manas that he's sending back to Rabbe. Hashta Amamar, so Rabbe is going to tell me, I'm sending him sweet things. And you're sending me back sharp things. Okay, so you see that the whole story about Mishleich Manas and what you say in the Chulu was already in the time of the Gemara here. But obviously we're speaking about Heligit HaMeroim, and this is on a different level. There must be Seydis HaTayda here and what's going on in this Gemara. Could be it was, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be eaten, you could eat them. Amar Abaye said, Kinafki mi beimar. When I came out from the house of the Master, which Lechayda refers to Rabba, so have a savanna. I felt full. He sent me to go to Mari Barma to bring the Mishleich Manas. So when I left Mar Rabbe, I was full. Then Kimatoy Lohosam, when I came to Mari Barmar's house, Karivali, they served me Shitten Tsoi uh, uh, 60 uh, plates, the Shitten Monik data of 60, diff- 60 different pots of food that were cooked. And Vaachli Bu Shitten Plugi. And I ate 60 portions. And the last uh, thing that was cooked that I ate, avocado late sleek kadar, it was a pot roast. And I ate so much, and it was so good the food, and I even wanted to eat the plate after I finished everything as well. That's how good this meal was. This is actually the Marsha here says, I think he says it, the Marsha says that could be the, the plate was actually an edible plate, like you have today. They make these edible uh, plates or bowls sometimes. So he said that he wanted to eat the plate as well. So what, now what's the lesson of this? Obviously the Gemara is not some says. The Gemara says what the lesson is. So Amarabaye, Hainu Inchi. This is what people say, Kofen Anya, 
a poor, poor person is, is poor, is, is hungry that is, and he doesn't even realize how hungry he is. Right? So this is both Begashmias and Beruchnias as well. A person sometimes, a person sometimes is poor and he doesn't even realize himself how poor he is. Yeah, you know, there's the famous Ayyam Yam regarding a person that doesn't daven. So the Ayyam Yam there says, I'm a daven nish, so then, so, so in other words, a person sometimes is poor, doesn't even know it. That's one lesson from here. Okay, so that's when you start becoming rich. Okay. Inami, another lesson here is, that there's always place for something that's tasty and geschmack, you'll always find space to eat more. This is also a lesson with Ruchni, that everyone spoke about this Barichas and Afabrengen. Sometimes a person feels like there's so much to do. He has to daven, he has to learn, there's nigla, there's chsidis, there's this and there's that. There's so many different things. But if it's geschmack, you find time and space for it. That's the lesson from this. These two brothers. They would exchange their sudas with one another, the sudaf purim. So there's two pshatim in this. Rashi's pshat in the Gemara is that this is talking about purim. You have to have a suda. So they couldn't both afford to have the sudaf of purim. So one year one ate by one, and the one year he ate by the other. They would, uh, they would uh, go to one another for the sudaf of purim. That's what it's saying. But the Ran says, the Pshad on this Gemara is, it's speaking about regarding Mishlech Manis, that they couldn't afford Mishlech Manis. So what would they do? They would just exchange what they prepared for their meals of Purim, and just by exchanging the meals, that was the mitzvah of Mishlech Manis. Omar Averov said, A person should be intoxicated on the Yantiv of Purim. And Rashi here says, with wine. And the says in the Mepharshim, it's a zeicher also to the Mishtahayayin that Esther made. To the extent that he can't distinguish between Arar Haman and Barach Mardachai. No, so there's so many Pshatim in this Gemara, whether it means Kipshute, whether it means Shalei Kipshute. There's a famous Ramah that says that a person could sleep on Purim and then he could be in a Matzev if he's sleeping, that he doesn't know being Arar Haman or Barach Mardachai. So, and this Bechlal is, of course, the question of this Gemara what's the point of this? What's the point of getting intoxicated to this point? So Chesidus it explains that this is the whole Indian of a simcha that's lamayla mitam vedas. That the simcha is something that is, it, it goes out of all boundaries. So what's this Indian of Adla Yada bin Haramul Barach Mardachai? This is the Indian of tshuva. When you come to Aved of tshuva, you can take even something that was in Gimel Klippas Atmeis, which was in the place of Arun Haman, and you can elevate it into Kedusha. It could turn into a Barach Mardachai. When you do an Aved, which is of a tzaddik, which is limited, so then there's boundaries. But when you have Bal Tshuva, then Zedainis, get elevated and become Zachias. That's what the Gemara here means of this Lamayla Mitam Vedas. That's one of the Pshatim that it says in Chesidus in this Gemara. Rabbi and Abzeira of the Sudas Purim Badi Adodi. Rabbi and Abzeira made a Sud of Purim together. If some, and they became intoxicated. What happened? Come Rabbi, Shachtil Rabzeira. Rabbi got up and slaughtered Rabzeira. Lomachar, the day after, Boy Rachmei, he begged mercy of Hashem, and he revived him. the following year, Omalei, so Rabbi tells Rabzeira, Neisimav and Avot Sudas Purim Badi Adodi, come join me again for the Sud of Purim. Omalei, so Rabzeira answered, Loi Bechol Shaita Vishaita Misrachish Nisa. Not always will the miracle happen. I'm not going to rely on the fact that it'll be Tchiyas Ameisim again. 
So again, on this Gemara, there are many different Pshatim. There's the famous Sikha that the Rebbe said on this Gemara. And the Rebbe said that the, that the Pshat of the Gemara is Kipshutai. That he, that, he, that he slaughtered him, that he passed away Kipshutai. However, it doesn't mean Kipshutai that he slaughtered him. What it means is, similar to what it says in Chumash, the story of Nadav and Avihu, that when they saw such great Gilu Yelikos, this brought them to Kaloi Sanefesh. So too, Rabbe Shachte, Eim Vishachat Mashach, he elevated him and he brought him to Kaloi Sanefesh. That's what happened over here. Rabbe, his name, Rabbe means it was in a higher level. Rabbe Zayda, Zayda means small. And he, he overwhelmed him with this tremendous Gilead What happened the following year? So why did he ask him to come again? Because Rabbe was thinking that over the year, Rabbe Zayda, his level was higher already. And he already came to his level like Rabbe himself. So therefore he said, I, I, now I'm ready, uh, I think that you're ready to join me this year. But Rabbe Zayda said, no, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, I'm not guaranteed. The kavana is to be in a neshama b'guf over here in this world, not to have kalaisa nefesh. That's the Rebbe's pshat. Zakti gemara marav sudes purim shachla balayla. If you eat the meal of purim at night, lo yotzi dechivasa. You're not yotzi your obligation. It has to be by day. My time. What's the reason? Yemei mishtevisim chiksev. So yemei means by day. The Rebbe used to bring this pasuk and a few sikhs. The Rebbe teaches yemei mishtevisimcha is also telling you there's a few different mitzvahs on Purim. That, but there's only one mitzvah which is the mitzvah of the very day itself. This is the day of mishtevisimcha. Every moment of the day is mishtevisimcha. Mikra Megillah, you do the mitzvah and the mitzvah is done. But the mishtevisimcha, that is the, what the essence of the day is. Ravashi, Avi Yosef, Kamei, the Rav Kahane, or others are going here, the Geir says, Ameimer. He was sitting in front of Ameimer. Noga, so it was put in day and it was getting late. Vloyosu Rabbonan. And the Rabbonan didn't come to learn like they usually did, to come to learn by Ameimer. Amalei, Ameimer says to Ravashi, my time alosu Rabbonan. Why didn't the Rabbonan come to learn? Amalei, so he answered him, because Dilmatridi, we sued us Purim. Maybe they're busy with having their suda of Purim. Amalei, so he said, why do they have to have the suda today? They couldn't eat the suda of Purim last night. So he answered him, how could they do that? Did you not hear what Rav said? That suda's Purim the suda of Purim that you ate by night, you're not yates if you eat it by night. So he said to him, really? Did Rav say this? He said, yes, this is what Rav said, you must have the suda by day. So he didn't notice halacha, and he wanted to be sure that he's going to remember it. So he reviewed it 40 times to make so to be in the, in the memory. And he remembered it clearly like something you have in your in your wallet or in your pocket. So the Mishnah. So now the next few Mishnayos here, we're going to be discussing subjects that are not related so much to Purim, really, or not really at all related to Purim, because it said in the previous Mishnah. Ein bain, that there's no difference between Adarishan and Adashani. So this Mishnah here brings up other subjects where we also find Ein bain. Zakti Mishnah, Zaktailiga Mishnah, Ein bain Yantiv Le Shabbos. There's no difference between the Isr of doing Malacha on Shabbos and on Yantiv. Nefesh Bulvad. The only thing is when it's for preparing food, so then on Yantiv it's allowed and not on Shabbos. Rashi points out that this is, of course, not including the fact that on Shabbos, if you do a Malacha, you have Skila. And on Yontif, if you do a Malacha, it's not Skila, but it's Kodesh. But that, the Mishnah is not saying that Einish, it's not, that, not getting into that. So what do we understand from this Mishnah? So now the Mishnah says that the only thing that's different is to do a Malacha that's actually in the food itself. 
How about preparing something for the purpose of cooking food? And Rashi later brings an example, let's say you don't have a knife and you need to prepare a knife in order then to go and use it for the food. So Zevezeshoven, they're both the same, that even on Yontif that's not allowed. So this is a mission here that's not like Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya and Abraisa we learned, There's no difference between Yontav and Shabbos, only Melacha that's actually done in the food itself. But Rabbi Yehuda says, Even doing a Melacha that prepares a utensil or whatever it is for the food, that's also a lot in Yontav. So the Gemara now explains the source of their machlekes. My time of the Tanakame. What's the reason of the Tanakame? Because Omakra the Pasik says, "Who?" This is the full Pasik over there. Is who levat says, "Ach yilachem komalachal yasim ach hashiyachal achol nefesh." That you can do what you need for achol nefesh. And then the Pasik says, "Who? Who levada yasalachem?" So that word "who" is coming to exclude something. So he says, "Who v'loy machshirah?" Only what you need for achol nefesh, but not what is preparing something for achol nefesh. And Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, it says Lochem. Lochem. Why does it say that word Lochem? Lochem, Lochol Tzarechechem. Anything that you need for your needs, for the food, not only in the food itself, but even also to prepare something for the food. Okay, so we have a Hu that excludes, and we have Lochem that comes to be Marbet, to include even the Machshire Eichel Nefesh. Now the Gemara will explain how, what each one does for the other Drasha. According to the Tanakameh, doesn't it say Lachem, which means everything? So he says, no, he darshans differently. Lachem means you can't do any malacha of food if it's for a guy. Or Lachem, you can't do malacha for food if you're, serving, if, you're, if you're feeding a dog. The other opinion, it says in the Pasik, which comes to exclude, not Nefesh, So yeah, so he says, um, Again, Vedachnami Haksiv Hu. So he answers him and he explains him. Ksiv Hu or Ksiv Lachem. It says two things. It says Hu, which is an exclusion, and it says Lachem, which is coming to add everything. So how do we darshan this? We darshan it as follows. If you have a situation of a utensil, let's say the knife. Let's say the knife is it broke, but it broke earlier on on Erev Yontif. You had time to prepare it before Yontif. If you had time to prepare it before Yontif, for that you have the Pasuk of who to say that you can't prepare it on Yontif itself. itself. What happens if the knife broke right before Yontif or on Yontif itself? So then that's something that you could prepare even on Yontif, even though it's not a malacha in the food, it's a malacha for the machshir for the food, that is allowed to be done on Yontif itself. Uh, this is Rabbi Yehuda. The halacha, by the way, in Shulchan Aruch is like Rabbi Yehuda, like the more lenient opinion, not like the Tanakhama. As long as it's something that you couldn't do before Yontif, even Machshire Yechol Nefesh is also allowed. I'm, I'm giving the Moshul of Rashi, a knife, a knife. If you don't have a knife, you have to sharpen a knife and so on. Yeah, There's no difference between Shabbos and Yontif. And the only difference actually is the punishment. El over here in Shabbos, if you do a malacha b'meizid, so you have skila and bezdin, v'zeh is doing be kares. And on Yom Kippur, if you do a malacha b'meizid, and you have kares. Zok the gemare holy in tashlumin. But when it comes to a situation where doing a malacha on Shabbos or Yom Kippur will affect your payment that you owe someone, and the gemara will bring the example in a second. Zeh v'zeh shavin. It seems like for that they're both the same. 
If so, Mani Masnisin, who's our Mishnah? Rav Nechunya ben Akonehi. We'll go according to Rav Nechunya ben Akoneh and not according to the Chachamim that argue. So what are we talking about payment here? So the Gemara brings the Tanya. This is the Halacha known as Komlei B'derabe Minei. So we learn in Abra'i, said Rav Nechunya ben Akonehi. Haya Isa again. Rav Nechunya ben Akoneh Haya Isa as Yoyim Akipurim Kishabes Letashlumen. Rav Nechunya ben Akoneh said that Shabbos and Yom Kippur are the same when it comes to payment. What payment are we talking about? Ma Shabbos, just like on Shabbos, Mishayev Benafshay, in a case where you're Chayev Misa because of what you did, Upatim and Atashlumen, so you're going to be Potter of paying money. Again, this is Kamle Bederabimine. What's the example for this? So Rashi brings the typical example. If you go on Shabbos and you light on fire someone else's uh, Godish, someone else's pile of food. So you just damage his property. You owe him money for that. But you also did a malacha of lighting a fire on Shabbos and Yechayev Misa for that. So because Yechayev a much harsher punishment of Misa, so you're not Chayev to pay. That's what's called the greater punishment patters you of the payment. So Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana says, just like you have a greater punishment on Shabbos and Yechayev Misa, the same is with Yom Kippur. Av Yom Kippurim is Chayev ben Afsha, Yepotim ben because you mischayv enough, you'll be potter of paying. And that's even though on Yom Kippur, you're not actually chayv misa and bezdin, you only chayv kodis bidei shemayim. But nevertheless, that's considered to be that you mischayv benafsha and you potter to pay. That's only Rabbi Nechundi ben Akana's opinion. But the Chachamim disagree with this. You only say kamli bidei if it's a case where you actually chayv misa bidei adam. Not kodis. Kodis is not going to potter you of paying somebody. Tanan also learned in the Mishnah, it says, Kol shaloku, anybody that's high of Kodis, he did an Aveda which there's Kodis for. And when you, the Adim warned him, they warned him that you can get Malchus for you, what you're doing. It's also a laugh. So they warned him that he can get Malchus. So there's Kodis or Malchus. So what, shaloku, if the guy got Malchus, Nifteru midei krisosan. You get become. You don't get kares. He's potter from the kares because he got malchus. Shenema because the pasuk says v'nikla achicha le'inecha that your brother will be embarrassed in front of your eyes when he gets malchus. So what do we learn from this? Kivin shalaka. Once he got his malchus, hareyukachicha. He's like your brother again, and he doesn't get any kares. Devre Rabchananye ben Gamliel. This is Rabchananye ben Gamliel's opinion. The Chachamim disagree to Rab Hananiah ben Gamliel. So where do we see that they disagree with Rab Hananiah ben Gamliel? We learned there in our Mishnah, There's no difference between Yom Kippur and Shabbos. When it comes to Shabbos, what's the punishment? Misa, that you get in Bezdin. And when it comes to Yom Kippur, the punishment is only Kodis. Now, but Misa. If Rab ben Gamliel is true, it was right, and the Tana of our Mishnah agrees to him that once you get Malchus, you potter from the Kodesh, so then if so, Idi vi'idi bidei Adam. So then Yom Kippur is also a punishment that you can get from the Bezdin, just like Shabbos. Why? Because even if it's something that you would be high of Kodesh for, but if you got warned about the Malchus, and you got the Malchus, you get a punishment bidei Adam of Malchus. Just like by Shabbos, you get a punishment from the Bezdin of Skila. So therefore, this was the source that the Tan of our Mishnah disagrees with what he said. 
So the Gemara gives two answers to say that it's not necessarily so. So I'm Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, or others are going to say, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said, Ha mani Rav Yitzchak. You know, our Mishnah is, is not arguing for this reason. He has actually a different reason why he's arguing. He's going according to Rav Yitzchak. What did Rav Yitzchak say? The Omar, Malkis Bechai Vekrisis Leke. There's a person that doesn't have that there's a Chiv of Kadis, there is no Malkis. Even if you warn them that you will get Malkis, there still is no Malkis Bechlal in this. The Tani will learn If you look in the Pasik in Parshas uh, Kedoshim, I believe it is, where it brings all the Arayas that Yechayev caught us for. So it says there that Yechayev caught us for everything, uh, all inclusive. And then in Avalama says, And then the Pasik spells out separately regarding one that has a relation with his sister that you get caught us for that. Why does it spell it out again separately? Because it's coming to tell you, It's coming to teach you this halacha that you get only Kadis and not Malkus. And from that we understand that the same is true regarding all Kadis. Once there's an Oynish of Kadis, there is no Malkus. That's the reason why our Tana argues. This is one answer. Another answer the Gemara says, Ravashi Yomar, Afilatayme Rabbonon. We could even say that our Mishnah is according to the Rabbonon, that you could get Malkus for Kadis. And the Mishnah over here would agree to Rabchanani ben Gamliel that once you get the Malkus, you'll be potter from the Kadis. So then why did it say in our Mishnah that by Yom Kippur there's no punishment bidei Adam? The answer is very simple. Zeh, when it comes to Shabbos, ikir zedayna bidei Adam. The main punishment for Chil Shabbos is the skila bidei Adam. Vizeh, when it comes to Yom Kippur, ikir zedayna bidei What's the main punishment? The main punishment is Kadis. In the event that you already gave a Malkus, then it'll become part of the Kadis. But the main punishment is the Kadis, which is bidei Shamayim.